Welcome to the Men Are The Prize podcast. This is a safe space for men just like you to be open, vulnerable, and emotional. Every week, a new case study steps out of his comfort zone to discuss masculinity. Using the prize mantra, we discuss important aspects of being a man. This is the who, what, where, when, and how of manhood. Men are the prize, your favorite podcast. It's Harvey, your host. How are you? Hope the week is great. Hope life is treating you well, and I hope you're treating life well. Hope everything is just going the way it needs to be. As usual, another week, another great guest. I was on his podcast, the Day In, Day Out podcast. I introduce to you, I bring to your face, to your ears. I'm going to make sure I say this right, because I had a feeling I was going to mess up the name. Muiwa mm. Adibi. Was that close? Yeah, you can. Come on, carry on, carry on. Yeah. Okay. I was close. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was on his podcast. We had such a great conversation that I asked him if he would grace my podcast with his presence, and he did. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm all good. I'm all good. Yes, he threatened uh, a puppy uh, if I did not come on to the show today. Uh, so, yes, in order to save that puppy. And yeah, I, this is why I'm here today. So he doesn't get his Florida man card. Yeah, Florida threatens a puppy. That's I said I, I don't want that bad. You keep that bad. but <laughs> And I'm not an animal lover. So, you know, a pup, I guess. A puppy, yes. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm talking about, people. He's not an animal lover. So, yeah, that puppy, I've saved that puppy. So I feel peace in my Good mind. man, because if yeah. it wasn't me, you know, you had to do it. It wasn't going to be me. That looks like water, but who knows what it really is. But we'll see as the conversation continues. <laughs> well, let's see. In a jet, can I, let, let's see if the words start to slur. Oh, but, damn. Then you know. I love a good bio. I'm going to read this man's bio. His name, I said it once, Muyiwa Adebi, the host of Day In Day Out podcast. It is a twice weekly show where he brings on the good, great, and fantastic. Sometimes they talk about their life story, and other times they talk on a particular subject or topic, but they always aim for a great and informative conversation and a fun time. And I can say we definitely had a great time talking on his podcast, and I'm glad he's here with us. My first question, because I like to get up in it, what's it like hearing your bio read back to you? Reading um, my bio back to me, it's one of those things where, in some regards, my bio is a kind of a loose mission statement for what I want to do, but it doesn't encompass everything I want uh, to do with the podcast um like yeah basically in some respects that's helping me learn and grow and develop but I want it to help other people to learn grow develop and maybe take a little bit of inspiration from other people's stories because I've said this before and I'll say it again in life when you like start out like they go yeah every time you hear your parents like oh enjoy this moment of your life because this is the greatest moment of your life, because once it's gone, you'll never get it again. 
you go out, you have uh, your crew of people like, yeah, we are legion. You turn and like you hear the roar of your friends like, ah. That's in your late that's in your late teens, early twenties. You turn around in your mid twenties, early thirties. We are legion. That roar becomes less so, and you're like in your thirties. You are we are legion. Is that? Oh no, no, it is crack unit. This group, which like come together every now and then. By the time like I'm in my forties, and like yeah, yeah, it's like going up. Like put it this way, I'm surprised that there is not. A van which just goes around being a soldier of a soldier of fortune, just helping people out on a week to week basis. Ah, <laughs> uh, he gets the reference. <laughs> yes, I do. I certainly do. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. But this is the thing: as each time, as each time period goes by, you have less and less opportunity to interact, meet, talk to new people because you just get busy with life. And your like your group of people you go out with, associate with, get smaller. It's one of those things where people are like go, yeah, no, it doesn't. No, no. Uh, the film Four Weddings and a Funeral. Like I didn't get the whole sort of Four Weddings and a Funeral thing when I when it first came out. I was in my late teens. I was like, yeah, don't be ridiculous. Why would you ever meet your friends just at weddings and funerals? And look, and like got to. Throw in an extra thing, be like births, births of babies. Apart from that, mm -mm, it just gets harder as time gets by. You don't get the opportunities to like hang out, goof off, because yeah, your either your responsibilities grow, or yeah, people move away, or there's one less like how can I put it? There's empty tape, like empty seats around that table of life where people have like moved on. So you know. This is the way I'm doing this podcast. So it's helping me still develop, helping me still grow, helping me like, yeah, find out and discover new people who never have the opportunity to speak to because it is like, we are ever more connected in this world, but we're not connected because I can connect like to, I can connect if I put my mind to it to a hundred thousand people, in the next three months, but I would not be able to tell you what their sort of life would be like, what their pain, suffering is. I would just be this stranger they've decided to connect to because they feel like it benefits them in some way, but not in a meaningful way, you know? Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> I like that, it's a good start, it's a good start. Um, I love doing this podcast because I love talking to men in general. But when I get a brother, a black man, I always find the conversation. There's a little bit more to it because I feel like we can kind of, I can relate to, you know, your life and hopefully you can to mine. Here's my first question for you as we dip into black masculinity. Do you think sexuality needs to be in the conversation of black masculinity? No. This is the whole thing. Yes, it does, but it's a case of it's always going to be on this spectrum. Because when you go, yes, like sexuality and masculinity, it's going to mean something completely different to me as a straight black male uh, compared to like a black gay male. And like, yeah, and then we can like go further on. And like, if you start diluting it down more and more, 
it's like, yeah, like black transsexual man or like transsexual woman. Uh, but when it gets diluted more and more, it starts to get very weird. Uh, if you get what I mean, it doesn't actually deal with, and I don't care if anyone disagrees with me on this, but it's from what I've seen, it goes off of the reservation of the realm of reason. So yeah, it's important to have it there. It's unavoidable uh, with regards to it because the sexuality where you might sit on that spectrum will affect how you are going to be as a, like, yeah, as a black man, as a man in general, or as a lady, like across the board, you know? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about yourself, like with regards to you, like you're a straight, you're a straight black man, right. four kids. And right. you know what I mean, like with regards to like sexuality, you are having to deal with that on a very broad scale because well, you're having to be like represent your sexuality in one way to your son and to your three daughters, it's coming across another way. And then that's relationship, which you have with your wife, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is, you are having to be many different things all at once. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. You're definitely right. I just wonder if, because I, I don't know, maybe I oversimplified. Does, does the, am I a different man if I'm gay? versus straight i mean and i'm taking it into most basic terms if i'm just a man walking around does does my sexuality then change your perception of me is it a necessary thing to know or can i just be a man sitting here like this is a thing i would simply say is this and i might be wrong about this but i would say if you're like the way you look at things if you're a straight like straight black male mm -hmm. I, I basically like even just drop black just a straight male compared mm -hmm. to like a uh, homosexual male, it's mm -hmm. going to be different because you interact with the world differently and the world interacts mm -hmm. with you differently. Um, mm -hmm. It's not going to be like, yeah, just as straightforward because look, we like, like just me and you, like me living in the UK compared to you living in the States, mm -hmm. our interaction with the world is going to be completely different. Like, you know, there are certain dangers which you'll have over in the States because they are the re like the norms and realities uh, to compare to what sort of dangers I'll have over here. Or like, say, opportunities you have in America compared to what I have in the UK. And look, this, don't get me wrong, we, like, we live in two of the, like, okay, like two of the top tier countries to like live in and be prosperous. You know what I mean? And if we compared this to like someone who was like coming from a African country, that would be completely different. So yeah, with regard, like going back to your original kind like question, yes, there is a difference. And like the whole thing is there is going to be a core thing where all like all guys, all men can like, yeah, associate with and like have that deep connection. It's just a case of You've got to be aware that there are going to be a slightly different perspective on it, I would say. Yes, I agree. Okay. I like to get that question out of the way. All right. Yeah. If you've listened or watched this podcast, you know how I do the word of this podcast is prize. I take four of the letters. They each represent a characteristic of being a man, and we're going to talk about it. So the first letter in the word prize is P, and it represents 
purpose. Purpose is defined as a reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. What is your purpose, sir? Now, this is the thing. Like, with, like, I would say, depending what, I, what lens I'm looking for through, it has a different thing because, okay, as if I look at it from like, yeah, partner to my lady and like my child, yes, it is to be like, to be a supportive providing like, yeah, father, lover, and like, yeah, be supporting that family unit to go forward uh, in like the best way it can. Um, I, uh, this, and I don't sit there like, going, yeah, I'm King Dingalin. I like provide it all because look, like my lady, where when it comes to the wage uh, of the household, she she laps me a few times and she like she smiles about it. Uh, it's like I sometimes look at her with like, yeah, just like yeah, shut up. <laughs> but it it's the reality of it. Look, highly educated, yeah, done does it. Um, with regards to my like daughter, it's like yeah, trying to be the best example of what. A man can be what a human being can be in this topsy, like turvy, crazy world. Because, uh, and I'll like the reason why I sigh like this is because it's so new to me. I'm still trying to work out the sort of finite details with that. I have an idea, but as time goes by, I feel like that's going to evolve and change. So none of this is kind of really sort of set in stone with that, if you get what I mean. Okay. So you have an ever-changing definition of purpose. It's different things for you, for different people, different yeah. times, I guess. It's, I would say, a evolving definition of purpose when it comes to, like, my lady, my daughter, and basically the family unit, because uh, it's just everything right now is a growing, shifting landscape. And it seems to have like over the last, like over the last eight years, possibly 10, that sort of landscape has really sort of exploded in some regards. And it might be just a case of, it might be down to some, a few elite people out there who are sort of like setting the narrative, which the vast majority of people might not actually care about. But it feels like, but from what I've seen, it feels and I can actually see the sort of effects this narrative has had on sort of Western society as a whole at this present time. Okay. okay. What is your purpose? If you, if you I want to ask, because I want to see if I can kind of nail you down for one. The purpose of the podcast in particular, not for you but for the people who are listening or watching, what like, is their, what should they be getting out of? Basically the ability, like what they should be getting out of it is like other people's perspectives of their lives, how they've lived their lives, how they've overcome some obstacles, how they might be dealing with, like how might be the best way to like say, deal with either mental health, finance, or like stuff like that. Things what can help them develop, help them grow uh, along the way. Because it's one of those things where you hear, you see, you hear and see all of these different courses like going, yes, you spend, yeah, $97 
on this course on a monthly basis and it will help improve your life. When, like you, when if you listen to a podcast, you can get possibly the sort of markers of where you should be going in your life, which direction you should be going. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to provide you with all the answers. And yeah, it's just helping. I'm hoping my podcast can help people find a direction where they would like to go in as like, yeah, and help them sort of develop and grow from there. Okay. All right. The next letter in the word prize is R. The word is resilient. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. So can you take a moment and consider a time in your life, a situation, something that may have happened to you where you discovered you had resilience that you did not know you had? Now, with regards to resilience, like it's one of those things where, okay, uh, for myself, I've, I've had a sort of mental shift on this back and I would say around about sort of 2008 made redundant from my job and like had to basically sort of figure out a way of getting back into work and like building from there um so like yeah it was a hard period of time and like I remember sitting down for a job interview and I was like oh yeah uh, I was doing this doing that like I was like sort of contracting temping everything like that to get through and the person went yeah you've, you've been doing that for two years like, why is that? I was like, oh, didn't even realize it. It was a case of, I was kind of like, yeah, so in the sort of realm of survival mode, like getting, like, I sort of just was in that sort of realm, just getting on with the sort of day to day and like sort of recovering from, like, I've learned to sort of put stop gaps in my life. So if I find myself drifting, which I think many people tend to do in life, I can like go, whoa, 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 stop. You're drifting. Okay, you want to go in this direction. Yeah, and you want to hit X, Y, Z goal by this day. What you're doing right now, is that helping me do that? Or is that not doing it? And if it's helping me get to those goals, carry on as is. If it's not, okay, what do you what do I need to do to sit my ass down and figure out to the next step? And like, yeah, and I would say, yeah, for a long time, for a good many years, uh, I did not have stop gaps. So I did drift and like, yeah, I did sort of get lost in the reeds, as they say, you know? Okay. How about yourself? Um I don't know. I've had a I've had a few of my I don't know what kind of led me to doing this is just my my struggles kind of growing up in a divorced household. I attempted suicide. I've had my struggles. I've um, I don't know. I grew up in a pretty violent household. Mm -hmm. So the so they got divorced. And once they got divorced, I had to live with the, the parent who probably I shouldn't have lived with. And then I, I got I really feel from like 12 from eight from 12 on I was just kind of raising myself I was kind of in my own head pretty much depressed just I don't know I guess I had self-esteem I didn't really but then I went to college and failed out and came home and then was completely shot because by then I was just in the house with somebody who did not love me who did not care at all he was in complete disgust with me 
because, you know, he'd gone to college, he got his degree, I went to college, I failed out. So I embarrassed him. So I had to, and I got close. I still have a, I have a scar on my wrist that I remind that I look at every once in a while because I tried. I tried to end it and I didn't. So it's moments like that, that I didn't do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I have to remain positive. It took me a while to find to kind of find myself, but I got there. And I think that's why this podcast works for me. It's mm -hmm. because I remember being that low, feeling that small, that insignificant, feeling that no one cared and having nobody to talk to about how I felt about things. Because in general, we men, we don't talk. And that's really what this is. This whole this whole podcast is a space for men to do something that's not typical of us. We don't talk about our emotions. So that's what this is. So what what resilience I eventually found led me to do this podcast so I can help other men find theirs. Mm -hmm. So that's that's me and then every day, you know, and I'm just continuing talking to men and every day I get to talk to a guy, coach, podcast, whatever, and just remind men of their value. And life sucks sometimes. And, you know, we'll deal with it. We may feel low, but you're important. You're valuable. When you get out of whatever, you know, rut you're in now, you appreciate the happy times because you made it out of the bad ones. Right. So resilience for me is just kind of early life for me. And now I can pass on my, you know, my struggles and my wins to people I talk to. But enough about me, because everybody who listens and watches heard about me say this stuff over and over again. They don't want to hear that again. They want to hear about you, brother. They want to hear about you. I saw how you were slick with that, how you turned the question on me. And I don't need a reason to talk. And no you problem. just gave it to me. <laughs> I'm here to have a conversation. And I'm you not correct. You're I'm correct. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, why are you thinking of me? My God. Uh, like, I, like, this is what I'm talking about, people. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going back to the puppy. This is the reason why. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look. I, like, yeah, I am trying to be a noble and stoic fella. <laughs> and you, and you, you succeeded. You already have. You already have. It is a... This, this is... You're right. This is a conversation. So, I applaud you on, you know... I'm conversing with me. Yeah, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll throw a question at you just for the fun of it. Yeah. If what misconception do men have about masculinity right now? Uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> with regards to misconception about masculinity right now, mm -hmm. I think it's a case of many many guys don't actually know where. Uh, they should be right now because like it's one of those things I think many guys like well it's not even guys many people these days don't actually reflect on who they should be they do just see okay they see whatever they're like fancy like um highlight reel there might be which might be on Instagram, might be on YouTube, it might be in a myriad of places, and go, yeah, this is masculinity. Like, for example, where everyone was, like, screaming and shouting, this year, it was Andrew Tate. Everyone mm -hmm. was like, oh, my God, Andrew Tate. No, no, what the hell? Two, three years ago, it was Dan Bazarian. Oh, my God, Dan Bazarian. Oh, my God, no, no, no. 
the whole thing is like, okay, if most people went for these guys' lifestyle, like I'm just talking on the guy side of things, they're thinking that would make them happy. I would say, are, are you sure about that? Yeah, don't get me wrong. The sort of big fancy cars and like all the women like left, right and can be. And like, yeah, stacks of cash. Sounds fantastic. And look, trust me, uh, yeah, you you spoke, if you talk to me in my late teens, early 20s, I would have been like, sign me up for that tomorrow. Yes. Like going, where you like why you like why you've got that needle and like, yeah, no, that's two shots of penicillin. Please, I need that just so, just so nothing falls off, doc. Hey, thank you. But yeah, I'd be down with that 110%. But over the course of time, having some self-reflection, really sitting down and getting to know myself. I know that's not for me. That that's not my sort of ultimate goal in life. Other guys, I don't think they have, well, they don't actually sort of consider that right now. I think it's a case of the vast majority just are going with the highlight reel. Or if they haven't like done the self-reflection working on themselves, they don't actually know where they're going. And I think that's the main problem. You need to work on yourself. You need to actually put that time in. So you can find whatever semblance of a North Star you might have in your life. So like, because yeah, it might be, let me get the big cars. Let me have all the ladies, all the cat stacks of cash. That's your North Star. You go for it. Or it might be just like, yeah, you know what? I want to be a father, a family man. And I just need to find that right person. Or it could be like, I want to be an adventurer. I want to go to the North or South Pole or like, the deepest, darkest jungles of Peru. But without that self-reflection, without working on themselves, there is always going to be a misconception because most men don't actually know what like their aspect of masculinity is or what manhood truly is because they haven't actually looked into themselves to find it. Really? As I was, I was listening to you and I was trying to, because that's the first time I've asked that question. So I've kind of contemplated it. I, If I had to give an answer, I think right now, I think the misconception of masculinity is that there is one definition of what masculinity is. I think a lot of people, like you said, masculinity is this. Mm. And masculinity is not a one, there's not one definition. Masculinity is different for every single man. So to see a man making money and having all these women and all that, I guess that's his definition yeah. of success or masculinity, but that doesn't have to be yours. Mm. We, we, we're we in this media where we see all, we, all this is thrown at us. All this stuff, a, big, a, a real man has a big car or he's got big muscles or he can be a bit of misogynist or all these things that a man can be. And that's incredibly wrong. That's what one guy was. That doesn't mean that's what I have to be. Yeah. For example, okay, look at the look at the MCU original Avengers. I don't know what they're going to come up with next, but okay, Tony Stark, like Steve Rogers, Captain America, mm -hmm. like yeah, Bruce Banner, mm -hmm. or okay, you know what I mean, Hawkeye, 
Okay, that that's five different examples right there. Uh, like everyone, like, oh, yeah, but that's white guys. Look, that's like don't get hung up with that. But yeah, but those are five different versions of masculinity. Yeah, at the end of the day, they were punching and kicking stuff. But if you sat down and you wanted to have a conversation with each of them, they would come at it from a totally different like point of view, a di totally different perspective. All of them, like I'm right. They are all men, but they sit along this like sort of spectrum of masculinity at different points, you know? That's true. That's a really good point. I, I may have to investigate that. I like that idea. Um, we're going to skip the I in prize. We'll come back to it. The next letter in the word prize is Z, and the word is zeal. Zeal is defined as enthusiastic devotion. So putting family aside, and the work and podcast stuff that you do, putting those things to the side so you can't bring them up. What else are you enthusiastically devoted to? Fitness. Basically, like where my sort of day-to-day -day routine, well, my weekly routine, uh, I'm like I aim to work out five to six times a week, running weights and basically whatever else I can get into uh my like my routine based like with regards to like how we live our lives one of the things is you can be intellectual you can have all of this but there is an element of life where you need to be working hard and having a sweat on your brow it's i think it's part of the human condition if we're not doing that because if you like hey if you go with evolution tens of thousands of years were running hunting down things and it was like yeah that was the natural part of everyday life. Now, <laughs> as I sit in this comfy-ish office chair speaking to you, and you know what I mean, like when I finish here, transition to a like comfy sofa and like sit down and watch whatever TV, like that wasn't how we ran things for the longest time. So yeah, I need to have that like, for me, I need to have that physicality. I need to have that sweat on my, back, on my brow. And yeah, working out has been a, one of those great things for me. If it's either lifting weights or running distance. So yeah, uh, you'll find me out most of the times. And yeah, if you're on Strava, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Strava. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. How long have you been, how long you been running? Uh, basically, I got, I... I go through a period where I run on and off. Like last time, I I will have done the four four forty eight twice. I, do you know what the four four forty eight? Not is? a clue. No. Okay, there is a former Navy SEAL called David Goggins. Okay, where, I know him. Okay. Yes. Basically, every year around about March time, he does a thing where you run four miles every like four hours for 48 hours so yeah <laughs> for 48 hours so yeah four basically. hours every four hours for essentially yeah. two days uh, four miles every four hours for 48 hours so you sleeping in between those i guess yeah you try to get to sleep but yeah so oh, like wow. okay yeah so i've done that twice uh like i did it last year uh and I did it back in 2020, I believe. Yeah, 2020. Uh, yeah. But it's one of those things where, yeah, it's physically 
drooling yeah. and it's really taxing because you're like, all right, uh, yeah, I, I prefer to run the 48 miles straight out and just leave it at that. But the lack of sleep and then trying to stay focused and keep going, yeah, it's a challenge. But yeah, but what got me back into my running, like I did it last year and I sort of like drifted away because I had other things and I was like, yeah, mostly concentrating on strength and power. I must get strong. That's the way, ever leaving. <laughs> So uh, the London Marathon, my friend like got me a place for the London Marathon uh, in oh my October. So I was training for that. <laughs> I got to say uh, one of my sort of warm up things for the London Marathon. I was like, I was like, okay, let me. Uh, I hadn't run for about three months on a regular basis, and I signed myself up for the Leamington Spa Half Marathon. Um, I was like, okay, let me do the Leamington Spa Half Marathon. I've run half, like a couple of half marathon distances uh, recently, and I was like, okay, right, started out, and like, yeah, you know, I like I knew what would be a good like good sort of pacing for myself right. to go. I was like, that would be around about, but. Four miles, I was be around about the 45, 46 minute mark. That is a happy place for me to be. Like my Garmin went off and my headphones went, yes. You like that's like lap one, 38 minutes. I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Uh oh, I'm about to experience a world of pain. Okay. Yeah. Got through like Got to the eight mile mark. I was like, yeah. Got to the 10 mile mark. Mm. By the time I actually got to near the finish line, I can actually run. I had cramp going up and down both legs and everything like this. It was like one, of, it was a huge education for me because it was like, okay. I run differently when there's crowds of people around me. I think it's a, one of those things where a number of things when you feel the crowd around you when you feel like you've got people watching what you're doing there is i think a lot of people switch their intensity and they don't realize they're doing it because they're either in competition like with someone else they like the other person might not actually realize they're in competition with you but it's like the game like it's the game people play game i play to help keep me going along but it was like I knew I needed a lot of work to get to the marathon. So like lots of like lots of 50 mile weeks of running at like 50, 60 and then got to the marathon. And uh, yeah, I completed the London Marathon in a time of five hours, 21 minutes. So, yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I keep on running. I keep on lifting weights. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things like... And I keep myself active on that side of things. Uh, I wouldn't say like, yeah, I'm a fitness freak because, um, uh, yeah, I'll be heavily on the dietary side. Like, oh, yes, I must drop down to this and drop down to that. But uh, Zill, it's one of those things where exercise is that thing for me. Okay. What I is, agree. Yeah. I love... Um... I working out. I for me, I get into these kind of not habits, but I when I'm going to the gym consistently, it's get up, it's go, get rid of the kids, get them off to school, go work out. It's it to me, it's almost like it's kind of like the the calluses are working out. So I'm just used to it. It's just something that I do. 
And I go, and my problem for me, one, I like working out, but I get bored pretty mm. quick with, with the exercise. So I always need something different. I go try to get it going. So I somebody showed me deadlifts. I'm like, I love deadlifts. So I would just de do deadlifts for a while. Then I'm like, okay, that's good. I've kind of moved on. What's next? Find this exercise, whatever. And I find things to keep me going. And then life comes in because it's for kids and business and life and stuff. And then it gets harder to go to the gym. But I'm like, you have to keep going. And then if you stop, then it's essentially starting the whole process over again. Like, oh, like I've never been to the gym before. The one thing I've always wanted to be able to do is run. I have no endurance. I've never had endurance. I can, I'm pretty strong, but running, I could never do. I've, I'd love to do a half marathon or something. If you were talking, because this is, we're just talking about running now, since it's something that you do, I guess, on the regular, what would be your suggestion to somebody who wants to start running, just be able to do some miles, run a few miles a day? How does somebody start with that? What's your suggestion? Uh, okay. Start with walking a mile. Walk up, like walk a mile every yeah. single day. And then like, yeah, out for 10 days, then run half of that mile. If you like do that for 10 days, if you find that's not a problem, you can do a mile, everything like that, then up it to two miles. Then basically, if that's not a problem, repeat again to four miles. When you truly hit a ceiling where you're like, okay, I can't do it. That's where you sort of start. Like I would say, okay, if you're like, I'm, my ceiling is five miles, just making it nice and simple. Like run half of it, walk half of it, or just simply run a mile, walk a mile, run a mile, walk a mile. And like, you know what I mean? Ornate that. So you're slowly building up. Because if I told you to like, okay, deadlift, like 500 pounds, like tomorrow, you're like, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, I, I can't do that. You, well, you might be able to, I don't know. But mm. it's a case of you're like, right. But you know, it takes slow, like progressive steps. And then like, yeah, put in the appropriate rest days in between. And then, yeah, just keep rinsing and repeating, rinsing and repeating. And then just give yourself markers on the calendar when you want to sort of up it to the next level. And uh, take it from there. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind. I will. The last letter in the word prize is E. And the word is expectation. Expectation is defined as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Mm. What do you expect of yourself in the next five years? Mm. Where are you going to be five years from now? Five years from now. Now that is interesting state of affairs like well where i'd like to be in five years time is yes my podcast like yeah the like turning a profit yeah but like basically the pop like the podcast to be bigger the podcast to be better so it's reaching more people and it's helping more people uh and basically be in a position where i could do the podcast a full time be doing it then that'll be my sort of, not predominant income, but it'll be where I can put my predominant time towards and basically help free me up as well with regards to, yeah, my daughter, my lady, and like, yeah, be a lot more present in that respect because yes, 
let's let's be honest if like if a podcast hits properly that like really hits and it doesn't need to hit in a major way that is a different tier of income on a different tier of time if you get what i mean sure, definitely how old is your daughter now uh, <laughs> uh six months oh she's a baby oh my goodness yeah. All right. All right. So then I got a question for you. I, oh, six months. Oh, whew, that brings back memories. I've got three daughters. So I've got to, I remember these. Let's say I was, I said five years. Let's skip. I'm going to go five years higher. Let's say 10 years from now, mm-hmm. I am lucky enough to speak to your daughter. And I'm going to ask her this. And I want you to tell me what you'd like the answer to be. I go to your daughter and I ask her, what kind of man is your daddy? What would you like her to be able to tell me about you? Uh, first thing, firm but fair. Firm but fair. Uh, basically, like, so, like, she understands there's a reasons why I will be like, yeah, you can do this, but you can't do that. But I've, like, given the sort of, like, a balance and, like, a balanced and well-crafted answer to that. <laughs> uh, but trust me, <laughs> I, am, I am going to no doubt screw up more times than I can actually imagine in right. um, in ways which will, like, huh, I can envision and in ways which just come out of the blue and we're, oh, they fucked up right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Every yeah. day, man, every day. I know what you mean. <laughs> Uh, firm but fair. Uh, basically, help in like help encourage her to believe in herself, and yeah. Okay. Just a good dad. As a father, I like to I like talking to dads because I always find it interesting. Right now, you just have a daughter. Do you think that if you were to have a son, and then he was ten? and I were to talk to him, would you want him to think something different of you than your daughter would? Should they both see you the same way? Or if I talk to young sir versus young madam, would they both give the same answer? Or should I see you different as daddy when I'm your son? Now, this is the thing. Like, and it, like, I think it comes down to this. Like, okay. Like, my, like male instinct, I don't care what anyone says. When it comes to like sons and daughters, okay, you are a little bit more protective of your daughter. Oh, definitely. When I say a a little, (laughs) more protective. A whole lot. Because like, look, don't get me wrong. Look, I like red-blooded straight male. I know the sort of like games and antics I would like play as like, look, as just like, yeah. Like, no one to turn the charm on, no one, and like, yeah, I could be a character, let's just say. And look, (laughs) yeah, and there are going to be many a guy out there who will also be characters as well. And like, you know what I mean? Fair enough. She'll negotiate that sort of realm of her life as time goes by. And yes, will she have a heartbroken? Yeah. Will she meet some good guys? Yeah. And it don't work out? Yes. All of this, but the whole thing is there's always that aspect of where you like, oh yes, there's this new sort of realm 
of danger for her. You're like, oh, like you're like, oh, this is the world that it is. You think you operate like this here in the UK, you operate like that in America. Like, and if you went to another place, part of the world, mm, it operates completely differently for a lady, <laughs> big time. And like, this is the thing uh, with regards to if I had a son, I would be less protective of him. I might be a little bit harsher because I know the sort of slings and arrows which come out of being a man in like when I was growing up and the way it is right now, how tough it is if you are a guy just like trying to negotiate like the sort of day, like the day in and day out of rigors of life. Because mm -hmm. one of the things which no one kind of talks about is like the way men and women like socialize. Look, for like example, like I first time coming to America, I was in Virginia. I was in a summer camp called Camp High Road as a camp counselor. And like, yeah. All the counselors in the pool from age 19 to 22. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, yeah, great time. Yeah, this was orientation week. Two girls get out of the pool, sat down. I was like, right, everyone's still right. Two more get out. In a 20-minute period, every single girl in female counselor who was there was sitting down at the side of the pool having a conversation all of us all of the guys were like going what the hell is going on there is this sort of natural sort of like yes let me socialize and have that connection with each other which comes in the realm of the female hemisphere you like people like and when it comes to guys yes if you're watching a sports game or you got stuff like that there is that connection but you, it's not going to be like, hey, you know what? Let me just sit down and talk about like this, that, the other. Because you've got to go around the houses and then some before you get to the place where, okay, I need to talk about a real thing. And I'm not going to like necessarily talk to you or you, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, look, don't get me wrong. I'm like, there are some guys which need to be vulnerable because they've been holding a cup of water for a very long time and they need to put that cup down because if they don't it will break them but the opportunity especially in this day and age for guys to do that because in some respects i don't think guys hang out the same way they used to hang out uh, yeah. i think like that sort of realm had I, I don't know if it's lost gone or whatnot but it's just like it's different and it might be I might be looking at from a older pair of glasses, uh, looking from an older lens. Maybe it's like right. Maybe they're hanging out in a different way. But if they're hanging out on, like, say, a Discord server, or they're doing their like, yeah, are uh, they're doing their like, like, freak, I don't know, like playing some online game and do, like they're going, oh, we're hanging out this way. You like go, yeah, that's great and all, that's nice, but. You know the power of a handshake and looking at someone in the eye and like getting that vibe of who that person is. Like, yeah, maybe sharing a drink or just like, you know what I mean? Just sharing a space with a person. 
in real life, in real time, compared to doing it all online, which is not good. Look, because look, while we have this conversation, okay, even though it's a very good, com I'm enjoying myself, I hope you're enjoying yourself, yeah. Sure. There would be a different element if we were in the room together. Totally oh, different element. So much. Uh, yeah. And like, so I think many a guy lose that. And I think that's the sort of thing where I would be a little bit harsher if I had a son just to like sort of help prepare them a little bit more mentally uh, for that because it's just weird. Uh, because like when I was a kid, like if it, my mother would go, go out and play, go away. And like, yes, I like, off I go, streetlights come on, be back, you know what I mean? Get your dinner. But I would be missing for hours and I'd be hanging out with like, you know what I mean? My peers, hours and then like riding bikes, doing this. And I'm not talking about, oh, shucks, let's go back to the good old days. But there was a different element of socializing compared to today that's a big thing i talk to a lot of men and one thing we don't do is we we don't have friendships the way we used to to me i, I we don't have tribes the way we used to like men getting together who men who can talk to each other because we relate to the same experience being a man is significantly different now than it was 30 40 years ago it meant something different 40 years ago to be a man as opposed to it now and nobody really told us that the definition was changing or the roles were changing or the expectations were changing. It just kind of happened. And mm -hmm. now we need to know. A lot of men just kind of go through life. We kind of roll with the punches but and figure, oh, I'm just trying to deal with this. Because being a man can be a lonely place to be. It <laughs> can be because we, we don't look for people to share the experience with. We're not raised to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like the whole thing is, yeah, you're right. We're not raised to do that. But the sort of avenues, the areas where like where men can actually do that, you're kind of cut off from it. Okay, look, life is one way when you're a single guy running around with your single crew of friends. Totally one, like it's totally different. Now, when a, like when friends start to settle down, get into the relationships and stuff like this, they're still around in some respects. When they start to have kids and everything like this, this is where I think it really sort of gets funky because this is like the time where most stress, the most strain and the most isolated come, like for most guys come into it is when they become fathers. Because look, when you're talking about antenatal groups and stuff like this it is very much geared to the mothers down on that side of things very much geared to it and the type of things which guys would do to normally sort of hang out with their friends are oh, i'm watching this sports event or oh, we're just going to this like we like we go and play like play sport we go to a club we go like whatever that activity is is then kind of frowned upon by society as a whole because you're not being a you're not being a good father because you're off just watching sports mm -hmm. playing your little games like you're not being a father why are you not being present blah 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 and like you're like I'm, 
but the simple fact of the matter is that gets cut off and that man becomes isolated. Look, um, oh, there was like oh, there was Ellen's DJ who yeah, yeah. Suicide, and there was the Green Power Ranger who yeah. committed suicide. Yep. Because look, this is the thing. You're like, oh right. If you huh, you looked at their lives and the way they were living it, they were it was like okay, yeah. The Green Power Ranger might have been going through a divorce and stuff, but you still looked at him as like, oh, look, people looked at it. There's a certain generation of like people would look to him like, you're Tommy the Green Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. And like, you know what I mean? Whatever like realm of despair he was in, whatever like pain he was going through at that time, there was no one, no one there to like he could turn to at exit papers. Bam, like and Ellen's DJ. Look, okay, look, he looked like he had an outstanding life. Look, yep. there with his wife doing these little TikToks and everything like this. Universally loved by most people. Yep. Who came in count in contact yep. with him. Yeah. But same thing. Whatever realm of despair he was in, and like you know what I mean, he couldn't turn to anyone. And yeah, exit papers. And this is the thing. I think there are a lot of gents out there who live in quiet despair. Um, and they can't express themselves because, one, uh, all avenues where they would have those connections with other guys are cut off because they're deemed inappropriate because... You're just goofing off, but it's more than that. And two, friendship, like the friendships they have, have been so superficial and weak over the last few years, they don't have anyone to turn to. So it's like, you know, they're kind of lost. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I friendship is a big thing. There's two questions that I ask men, and I'll and I'll they're coming for you, so I won't get into it. Um but it fits into the whole thing about men and how we congregate with each other and how we don't congregate. But let's, we'll save that for a second. The last actual letter in this mantra prize is I, it's a middle letter in the word prize. And it doesn't represent a word. It represents the man that I'm speaking to. So we're going to take off the shackles, all the titles of father, employee, best friend, podcaster, workout guru, um star running everything that we are all these titles everything that is thrust upon us we're going to put that all to the side when it is just you at your core no titles nothing else who are you i hope a positive influence on the world uh with regards to the people around me and to like yeah strangers who might come across stuff i put out there in into this great world of ours because I like what I tend to find uh yeah putting out positivity you don't get immediate reaction from it if I say something positive put something positive out in the world it it goes out and you don't know where it will hit not at all but if I dollars for donuts dollars for donuts if I said anything negative 
and I put that out in the world, it comes back to you immediately times two times three times whatever, depending on how like severe it is. But yeah. Um, it's, so That's so true. I, I apologize for cutting you off. The last person I had on this podcast, I had a great conversation with him and we were talking about this. And as husbands, we were talking about it. So what I was saying, I have a beautiful wife. My wife is gorgeous. If I told my wife, wow, you look really good in that dress. Girl, you look good. She's like, yeah, thank you. And we keep it moving. If I told her she looked fat today, that is the only thing she would remember. And it would stick for years. She'd remember what I was wearing when I said it, what time it was, what was the weather, what I ate the day before, how much gas was in the car. She'd remember everything. And it's so very true. And I and I just coined this phrase. I thought it really fit. That negativity sticks and positivity bounces. Because when you say, like, I'm going to throw a compliment at you, like, oh, thank you. And then it's gone. But I'd say something bad to you. It hits you in the heart and it stays there. And it doesn't leave. And it just like burrows in. We don't appreciate compliments, but we never forget a negative word mm. never and it's it's so true so being positive it's hard because it's unappreciated at times oh it's uh, this is a thing um it's one of those things where it's sorry to say it but it's never really appreciated uh until basically you like give people their like give people their flowers when they're gone so it's like it's one of those things like and i think it's one of those it's one of those things where if you look at it, if someone's a constant realm of positivity coming out and giving you that you always 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 you never feel like you feel it but you don't feel it it's just like yeah it's sort of that nice breeze giving wind to yourselves but as you say give out the negative, but yeah, but you just, it just affects the world in a different way. I just don't, like, and I don't know, like, people don't value it. Uh, sorry to say, but like, the whole thing is, I don't care if people don't value it, I will still persist, I will still continue. And if I can affect one person, great. Two people, great. Like, who knows where it might be? Like, yeah, it might be tens of thousands of years from now and it might make a difference. Who knows? I like that. I like that too. In that conversation with this gentleman and it was great. He was talking about, you know, living life and when you die, when we pass, when we move on from mm. this mortal coil, I guess. He said, I want to die empty. And what he meant is I'm giving everything all my positivity, all my knowledge, all my strength, all my direction. When I'm gone, I give you everything that I had. And then hopefully what my what I taught, my mentality, my positive view on life, that's what that's what lives on after I'm gone. But I'm going to give you all that I got. And I'm just my body's just going to be spent because I gave everything I had to you. And I really like, I've really attached to that. I want to die empty. Like every uh, people will be sad that I'm gone, but in a way I won't be because of everything that I left to the world, I'll still be, there'll still be remnants of me 
in everything that we do. And I think that's what you do, your positivity that you do in your podcast, in whatever you do, you just have a positive effect on people. And we can't, we can fight it, but it's hard to fight good. When when it's when good is coming at you, we can be, but eventually one of them catches you as men specifically. When was the last time you were complimented? Do you remember the last time somebody straight up complimented you? Um, the fact that you have to think about it says it all, brother. Um, like this is the thing. Um, in the context of sort of everyday life, um, like yeah, my lady. Like, thank me for, like, washing up the, like, yeah, baby's bowls, like, today. But, like, yeah, um, yeah, I've been thanked a couple of times for, like, yeah, doing podcasts. But, yeah, but everyday life, every now and then, it's just, you know what I mean? I don't sort of, like, sort of sit down and go, yes, I must keep track of everything. I, I do have gratitude uh, for my days. And, like, yeah, I try to find gratitude in, like, something in either the day or week. Or if I can't do that in the month, I'd be concerning if it turns out if it's a month. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, compliments. It's like, you know what I mean? I don't see it as it has to be part and parcel of my work, like, you know what I mean? Day-to-day -day living. Okay, well, that's good. I applaud you. I'm going to leave you with two questions here. Okay. And the first one, and these are questions for men because I've had enough conversations where I've always been interested with the answers. The first question is, what do you do? And I actually, you know what? You answered it already. But I hear you say it again. Most men don't value themselves enough to do something for themselves, just mm -hmm. for you, not to help anybody else, not for the family, not for the job, not for anybody else. What do you do when the world is beating you down and you're struggling and the weight's heavy and you need a release? What do you do for you so that you feel better but I would, like. yeah it would be generally exercise mm -hmm. but like this is the thing i will also like if it's a specific thing which i know i've gone through in the past i would also look to that and try to remember how i overcame that situation in like in the past so i can apply that to the present but generally like yeah for my sort of peace of mind and well-being it will be exercise and hey uh doing the podcast as well uh mm -hmm. because that also helps me uh like yeah my sort of mental development and yeah keeping me centered that's me i love podcasting i've gotten a lot of joy out of it so it's kind of my hobby it's the side thing and i think we'll be more soon the second question we still kind of talked about this stuff mm -hmm. <clears throat> men we a lot of talk about men don't talk we're not emotionally intelligent we don't emotion we don't explain our emotions we don't let it out and i've always thought that we can but we just don't have somebody to release that to safety for men is having a place to just talk about everything that's going on and not feel judged or feel any or very reviled for just talking about how i'm feeling and that starts young from a 12 year old boy or a 14 year old boy. And I'm, there's this girl that I liked and she didn't like me and she's dating some other guy and I feel bad about it. I may not have had anybody to talk to or I wanted to be the star quarterback on the football team and I wasn't good enough and I didn't make the team and I feel bad about that. So we kind of were building up mm -hmm. all this, all these emotions and nowhere to release it. So the question is this, do you have a friend? Do you have a person? Do you have a person in life who you could call right now and say, you know what? I did something 
so stupid, so dumb right now. I don't even know why I did it. It was dumb, but I did it. Do you have that person you could call who would listen to you, would agree with you on how dumb it was, but would be supportive, would listen to you, and you'd feel better for releasing? Do you have that kind of friend? I, I'm lucky to have a couple of friends like that where I can like go right. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I did this. I like why was I so stupid and why I should do that? And they know who they are. So like you know what I mean. Uh, so it's like uh, I'm talking about yes, this, but no. Everyone, everyone go. Why not me? It's like you um, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, why? You, you want a hug? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, they know who they are, but like right. the whole thing is, uh, I am fortunate on that side of things. Um, there is times where I wish I could see my friends more, and mm. um, because yeah, um, geography, time, and life itself gets in the way. Uh, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I've known well, I've known lots of friends. Uh, there are chairs around the table which sit empty because of yeah passing drifting and all of that and yeah I still hold those people like I hold the friends who are still in my life quite there excellent I'm glad you have those people as many men as I talk to a lot of men don't a lot of men don't have a vessel don't have a place to release so it's always good um this was excellent I love having a conversation. We have many more in store, whether it's on camera or not. It's an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Where can people find you to hear the podcast? Where can they involve themselves, delve into the day in, day out podcast? Tell us where. Well, like if anywhere where you can find good or great podcasts like myself, the day in, day out podcast, I am on Apple. I am on Google. Uh, yeah, I'm basically everywhere so put in day in day out uh podcast with my name you'll be able to find me uh not a problem at all uh if yeah listening on podcasts is not your thing you can track me down on youtube as well so yes it does simply put that into your browser in the old youtubes find me there yeah don't forget subscribe you sons of bitches <laughs> uh, uh yeah and yeah basically uh take things forward from there so yeah those are the places you can find me and yeah if you are exercise like deep buff like whatever yeah find me on strava give me a follow and yeah i'll follow you back happily okay all right thank you for that all that information will be in the episode notes so if you need to just double check and know where you can find that man check the notes you see where you can find him it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for giving me of your time. Uh, the honor is all mine, sir. Uh, the honor is all mine. Thank and you. the puppy will be released momentarily. And <laughs> I will leave it to the man. Uh, look, I want to see video evidence of this. Where, uh, your like, picture didn't, didn't happen. <laughs> watch him, people. Watch him. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, for watching, men, as I end this episode. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to Kristen McGriff, who does my intro and my outro, the best voice, smooth in, smooth out. I leave it to you men to remember how important, how special, how valuable you are to somebody in this world. Somebody values your presence. Somebody values your voice. 
somebody's day is better because you walked in. Somebody is sad because they haven't heard from you yet. We need you every day, all day. If you have any questions, if you have any struggles, if you need to talk to somebody, find me. HarperTheGear.com, Instagram, Facebook, talk. We're all going through the same struggles. You're not alone. You just haven't found me yet. And I'm here for you. If you want to rock the shirt because Black men are the prize, HarveyTheGear.com, you can find it. I leave you with this. It's been a pleasure. Give me a free t-shirt. Oh, oh, damn, he wants a shirt. Let me see if I can make, what does it cost the mail stuff to the UK? I'll talk, we'll see. I'll leave you with this. You are a man, you are awesome, and you are the prize. Have a good one. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Men Are The Prize podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow Harvey on the gram at Men of Zealous Nature or on Twitter at Men Zealous. Have a great week and never forget, you are a man and you are the prize.